Wide open. Catch by Jimmy Over the middle on a one-handed grab. Caught by Chase. Oh my goodness, what a grab. Double team. Higgins has got the ball. That's intercepted. Only someone like Brady and Evans can this actually be caught. Hello and welcome back to Secondary Sideline. I'm your host, Tara Gillespie, and today we'll be going through week six of the NFL 2022 season. Now, I would just like to put this on record right off the bat. I am filming this at 3.25 in the morning because I have a flight in the morning and I wanted to get this out before I left. So if I make really unfunny jokes, you know why. Um, where am I going, you ask? Oh, I'm going to Montana. Um, so I will not be able to post at all because I'm assuming there won't be any service at all. So I'll probably just do what I did with week four and five and just combine week seven and eight for you guys. So hopefully nothing too exciting happens in week seven. With that being said, week six, that means we are officially one third of the way through the season. And I feel like one, it's gone by really fast. And two, there hasn't really been like the game of the year yet. And it's only week six. So obviously I feel like that comes later in the season anyway, but still, I feel like in general, people haven't really been talking about the season at all, and I'm really hoping that there's more drama or just a really good game that we could talk about. But for now, let's talk about week six. Now, if you are into sport betting, NFL betting, you probably lost a lot of money this weekend because there were a lot of upsets. The Giants upset the Ravens, the Jets upset the Packers, the Falcons upset the 49ers, the Steelers upset the Buccaneers, and the Seahawks upset the Cardinals. Now there's a couple of these that I do want to unpack for you guys. Let's start with the one that I was definitely the happiest about, the Jets versus the Packers. Now we all know how I feel about the Packers by now, but this is still a really fun game to watch because we have seen so many Packers games start out like this with, you know, the Packers kind of in a hole, but then with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback, it somehow ends up as the Packers win. And we've talked about how Aaron Rodgers can get it down the field like no one else and how he works under pressure, et cetera, et cetera. But in this game, the Jets were actually able to come out with the lead and with the win. This also gives the Jets a 4-2 and two standing, their best record since 2015, which excites me because I feel like they're definitely underrated, and this game really puts them on the board and people are beginning to take them seriously. The Jets accredit their win to the offensive line, and you know, with any big win for any team, it's kind of hard not to credit the offensive line, but it's rare for teams not to. But this game specifically was definitely well-recognized, well-deserved. The O-line really knocked the win out of the Packers and allowed the Jets' offense to be as efficient as possible. Now, I sound like a broken record, but I feel like this was another mindset game. It was who wanted it more, and the Jets went in thinking that they could win, and they did. And speaking of this idea of you know a confident mindset, Let's talk about the Bengals versus the Saints. So Cincinnati won 30-26. to Now, I won't go into all the details of this game, but it really proves my point about mindset. Because, So the last time that Joe Burrow was in the Superdome, he took LSU to the national championship. And then on Sunday, he walked in wearing the jersey that Jamar Chase wore to that game. At that point, the Bengals are winning without anyone any doubt in anyone's mind. Like, if you're a Saints fan and you see that, you might as well just go home. Because it's that mindset of, like, I own the place, I'm going to do what I came here to do, and I'm going to win. And not only did we get a Bengals win, but we also got a Joe Burrow touchdown. So it was a very productive Sunday indeed. But, again, it's all about the confidence, of all about the mindset. And, yeah, you can have one team better than the other. But I think that's really what puts a team over the edge. Next, we'll move on to the game with probably the biggest audience this week, the Chiefs versus the Bills, in which Buffalo beat Kansas City 24-20. to Now, this game was highly anticipated for one of two reasons. One, last year's matchup was 
insane. One of the highlights of the 2021 season. And if you haven't seen that game, I don't even think I can explain it well. Basically, things were pretty evenly matched until the fourth quarter. And then the last two minutes had three touchdowns and a field goal. And then the game went into overtime and the Chiefs finally won. Now, it's safe to say this game wasn't nearly as exciting, but there were some similarities in this game and the playoff game in January. First of all, it was anyone's game near the end of the fourth quarter, just like the last playoff game. And second of all, both teams have a shocking quickness when getting points on the board. Like, I think the Bills had a drive that covered 96 yards in 73 seconds, which is unreal, and it's only in these type of games. Buffalo's win was well sought after and well-deserved, in my opinion. I think that after the last game, there needed to be a Buffalo win at Arrowhead sooner rather than later. But I'm more excited to talk about the second reason that I think this game had a lot of hype around it. And this has been a debate for quite some time, but it is who is, in every aspect of the game, the better quarterback, Mahomes or Allen? Here's what I think. Okay, so in numbers, Patrick Mahomes is the better player, but Josh Allen is more of a solid quarterback. And I think a lot of people would agree with me, but People are quick to say Mahomes because Mahomes has always had an advantage. You know, when he was drafted, he had weapons like Tyreek Hill, and he had a great coaching staff, and he like quickly became a superstar, quickly became a, made a name for himself. Josh Allen did not have the greatest rookie year by anyone's standards, and if you look at his accuracy rate and his completion rate from that year, those numbers would definitely reflect that. But now he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league, which goes to show you how well he can improve. So I don't think the question is, who is the better quarterback? I think that's up for debate. They're both very good. I think the question more that I want to know is, do you think that Josh Allen will start declining from here? Do you think this is his peak? Or do you think he'll just keep improving his game within the next couple of years? Because if you look at him from four years ago, it is not the same person at all. And so I want to know where you guys stand with that because I keep asking you questions on here and then I forget that you guys cannot answer me. So I... I'm creating a segment on Instagram called Red Zone Recap. Look out for it, and then I will post the questions that I ask on here, and you guys let me know what you think. And I'm also intrigued to know, will we ever get a Josh Allen Super Bowl? Let me know. All right, anywho, back to week six. So we're actually moving forward to possibly the most pathetic game I have ever seen in my entire life. And I don't think you even need to guess who I am referring to, because we all know it's Chicago. Oh, my God, the Commanders won 12-7. to 7. Like, I genuinely don't even know what to say about this because I think I just watched the screen in awe and then I had to turn it off. Let me just start by saying this. No one is expecting this to be the game of the year because both teams are 2-4. and four, So I think everyone's expecting this to be pretty bad. But I was at least expecting Chicago to do a little better than whatever that was. I'll just skip to the elephant in the room, the last play, the game-winning play. The Bears were fourth and goal. All that had to happen was a simple pass from Justin Fields to Darnell Mooney, but unfortunately, Mooney was inches away from the end zone, and therefore, the Bears took the L. Now, I don't even like summarizing the game into one play, because there were just so many worse aspects of this game that really put the bow on top of the Christmas tree. I actually don't think that's a phrase, but we're just getting a roll with it. I, okay, the offensive play calling for the Bears just did not make sense. The Bears only scored once the entire game, and it's so frustrating because they put in so much work without no, any reward, especially Justin Fields. I mean, he scrambled for, what, almost 40 yards right before that play, but it just doesn't matter because the Bears tweak when they're in the red zone, and they just cannot do well when they need to. So the Bears will play the Patriots on Monday night, and I don't even want to say that they have a chance because I think that at this point I have lost all faith. 
All right, now let's move on to the last topic of the night. The Eagles advanced to 6-0 against the Cowboys, 26-17. Now, I'll be honest, I thought the Cowboys had a chance of keeping the Eagles on their toes and scaring them a little bit, but there was never really a doubt. I mean, we all know how much I love the Cowboys' defense, but they were not really able to get much done against what is the unstoppable Philadelphia Eagles. I don't really have much to say about this one because, you know, if there was a loss of the Eagles, I'd be able to point out their flaws, but they really do look such a solid team. And I feel like there's no team in this upcoming schedule where I feel like, oh, the, that's a team that the, the Eagles are going to get shut down by. Because, again, it's basically mindset. And at this point, the Eagles are very confident in their team, as they should be. And this week they have a bye week, and the week after that they play the Steelers, which I don't think should be any topic of concern. But another question I have for you guys is how far do you think this undefeated run can go and do you think that the Eagles will go bowling this year? Let me know on the Instagram. That's all I have for you guys tonight. Thank you so, so much for listening and I hope to see you again in two weeks. Goodbye!